Welcome to IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast. IFA Talk is for professional investors only. Thank you. Today, we will be speaking to Nicola Hartland, Senior Vice President at Balanx Cyber. Welcome to today's IFA Talk podcast, where we're going to be talking about an unusual subject, cyber. And we're really pleased to welcome a cybersecurity specialist to the podcast today, who is Nicola Hartland. And Nicola is Senior Vice President at Phalanx Cyber. We're really looking forward to talking to Nicola about why she believes it's so important for financial services companies, as well as all of us, to put cyber threats higher up our list of priorities, particularly when we're conducting due diligence. So Nicola, welcome to IFA Talk. Thank you very much indeed for joining me today. And thank you for having me. Oh, so before we get down into the details then, and I start picking your brains about all the cyber stuff, can we start going back to basics and and look at what we're really talking about here? So what exactly is cybersecurity and and why should it matter to those those of the people who are listening to us today? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a good question, you know, because cybersecurity, you know, is such a wide topic. And I think, you know, there's so much in the media at the moment that it does cause a lot of confusion. Um, today's world that we live in is, is a virtual one. You know, cyber attacks are on the rise, hackers are getting smarter, and businesses are suffering. Cyber attacks, you know, staggeringly, have actually doubled in the past year. And, you know, cyber <laughs> Security. I know it's 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 staggering, and I, you know I think I think a lot of this, to be honest with you, has especially kicked in since COVID hit. And what the hackers are now doing is they are targeting vulnerable home workers, um, because when you know when you're in the office, you were kind of notified if things were coming through, or someone said I've got a funny email in. But you know when you're on your own, more people are you know clicking on phishing attacks and things like that. So they've gone absolutely through the roof. Um, and you know I think cybersecurity for me and for any business, and you know being a business owner myself and joining Phalanx. Um, it is about having the right preventative measures in place to protect you um, in the event that you become a victim of a cyber attack. Um, and with cyber, it's all about prevention. You know, prevention is better than cure because once they've hit that, they're kind of already in there and they've done some damage. Now, every every business, no matter what industry you're in and no matter what size of business you are, you know, it's not about the size of the business, it's about the size of the risk. And especially, you know, investment companies are no different. But the thing about investment and financial based companies is they are absolute prime targets for hackers because of the information they hold. And they need to take cybersecurity seriously um, to defend their company's data and their clients' data that they hold, but also their their reputation. You know, I think there was a survey that I was reading um, uh, last year. And it said something like, you know, 82% of businesses said that they wouldn't want to engage with a new uh, supplier if they'd recently had a cyber attack. So it's not just, you know, it's not just actually recovering from that cyber attack, it's thinking about the future. And if that's out in, you know, the public domain, that could potentially affect, you know, the, the future growth of the business. Um, I think as well that, you know, companies that, don't have effective cybersecurity in place, um, they can really be disrupted significantly. 
Um, and also you need to think from a business point of view as well, it can reduce share, share value reductions and things like that. So it has a, it has a much more ongoing effect rather than um, that rather than just the, the case in hand. It's it's yes. all the damage that can that it can do futurally. So yeah. I would say if that, that kind of covers the basic of what cyber what what, what actually is cybersecurity, what's a cyber attack, what's the kind of general overview is, it's probably that this is an absolute measure that every single business owner and anyone in a in, in a business needs to be diligent about because it it, it is um it's happening now that is increasing and the tax are only going up. Okay, well, that certainly gives us the reason why we're speaking to you today. So I wonder then, are there particular problems that can hit, that can actually hit businesses which don't fully understand the risks of this threat that we face? And, and if so, what might, what might those problems actually be? Um, well, yeah, I think there, there's lots of problems, but uh, ransomware, which I think... Um, a lot of people have heard of ransomware is is the main form of attack um and that's where attackers will get into a business and they'll basically hold your data to ransom and i think especially in this industry um they know the value of this data um and the data that you've got holding on clients and uh, their investments and things like that is, is so valuable now to give you an example sorry i don't want to, i want to, i don't mean to bombard our stats but i find some of this really interesting and staggering actually that now is it's it, increased slightly and it's ransomware does that attack every 11 seconds um so it's oh. it's, 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 it's happening all over last year it was uh, every 14 seconds so it's, it's happening more and more and more and you know to give you an example kind of the the average the average kind of um fee paid out by kind of a medium-sized farm would be about 130 grand but the total cost and this came from sofos you know for downtime remediation ransom is around 1.4 million so you know the ransomware is, is damaging and it's not just the right we've got in here you go you need to pay this money and you'll get your data back even when you pay that fee generally you only get probably around 60 percent of that data back so you've still gone through the pain of paying that so you still you know don't even get it all back but equally once that's happened to you your business is generally out for probably about six weeks so you have to think about all of that you know that that effect that has on trading and things like that it's 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 it's, it's really serious so um ransomware is 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 the one is the is the one that's really causing most uh, significant damage to to businesses. Um, there's other forms of attacks. I mean, there's lots of cyber attacks that you can do. You know, I could be here all day speaking about it. But that that is the that is probably the main one. Um, <clears throat> another another um, popular attack, and I think I mentioned this before, is phishing attacks. Um, and again, since COVID hit, it's just gone absolutely bonkers. Now, you know what? Phishing attacks used to be, they used to be pretty obvious. You know, you used to get them go, oh, you know, can't believe you think you've been a fault for mm, this. Yes, even I could spot those, <laughs> I thought. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, you know, everyone's like, oh, oh look how obvious this is. You know, I can remember in the days, you know, you used to laugh in the office at the coming through. They're now so sophisticated that, you know, I, I am a cybersecurity expert and I absolutely scrutinize everything that comes through. You know, we have to because they are so they are so smart. They're so clever. They're so authentic um, that you, you you really you really need to watch. And, you know, 
your staff, and this is one piece of advice I always give to everyone, you know, your staff are your first line of defense. There's no point at, at board level knowing what to look out for or knowing or thinking, oh God, well, that would be obvious. For some people, it's not obvious. And, you know, training your staff um, and it's almost just training, just, and this is this is not, you know, hugely expensive, long training courses. This is just what to watch out for. What are they doing now and consisting it and keeping it at the forefront of mind. Be diligent, watch out because one click of a button from anybody in that organization, um, you know, could result in some, you know, catastrophic damage for, for that business. So phishing attacks, um, yeah, absolutely is, is another one. And it's amazing that, even low-skilled hackers, you know, can successfully target businesses with poor security through through likes of these measures. So it doesn't even need to be. Some people go, well, we're just this, you know, we've only got a farm of 10 or no one's going to target us. Well, maybe the, the high-end hackers are trying to hold people for ransom for like five billion quid or whatever, maybe won't. But the smaller kind of low-skilled entry-level hackers will, and they'd be quite happy getting 5,000 pounds off of somebody. Um, so everybody, everybody is a target. Um, another thing that seems to be happening, and I've done a, I've done a lot of talks on this and a lot of a lot of a lot of articles, um, is investors and especially private equity firms as well. I mean, I'm sure we all heard, you know, the news this week with the NHS 111 attack, uh, which was absolutely, you know, terrible. Um, and the, you know, the damage that that caused, you know, resorting to operators having to write down cases and pen and papers, to, you know, it's, it's crazy, but that, that is what happened. Now, that actually wasn't an attack on the NHS, it was on their software provider, and their software provider provided 85% of, you know, the call handling software and various other, um, various other software programs that they need to run. Now, that software company was the one that went under attack and that caused obviously all the problems with all of their clients, NHS 111 being a huge client of theirs, which then caused the damage. But that software company was actually owned by or is owned by a private equity company which acquired them. It was about five, six years ago for 750 million. And um, they've got um, a, a additional funding as well back in two, 2019. And what we're trying to hit home for investment companies and private equity companies is, you know, one, you know, we should really be doing cybersecurity due diligence uh, on potential acquisitions to see what we're inheriting, to see if they have those measures in place. Because if they acquire something and something like that happens and they've got right measures in place, that is going to devalue that business. But not only that, once they've acquired them, what measures are they putting in place to make sure that their portfolio is protected? Um, and again, it's all about back to this prevention. What monitoring is happening on these portfolio, um, portfolio clients to make sure that we're trying to prevent cyber attacks? And also what body of evidence is in place at board level um, to make sure that we're adhering and trying to do everything that we possibly can to protect rather than waking up one morning and going, there's been an attack, something just happened, our share price is through the floor, you know, the, the business now needs to recover. So that's a massive, massive message, I think, to um, especially investment and financial related um, businesses. Oh, it is. And I, I love that concept that you put across there very succinctly about your staff being the front line of defense yeah. for your business yeah. and, and putting in place those training schemes. And I guess that's not just a one-off, is it? You know, do it and it's done. No. Those need to, that needs to happen fairly frequently, I would have thought, because things must change. 
Absolutely. And this is this is this is what a lot of businesses do. They go, we've done the training, we've put a tick in the box, mm. uh, everything's fine. But it's not yeah. people forget, right? I look back 12 months ago, the articles I was reading, you need to, you need, I'm dealing in it every day, so I know. But when you're not in the cybersecurity business and your day job is, well, in, in this case, you know, in investments and dealing with people's yeah. financial planning, you're not good. Well, hold on, I better bring myself up to speed with cybersecurity every single week, right? But you can't. You should have a you know best practice would be um, to at least as a very minimum have you know a couple of times a year or even quarterly where you can have some training. Now that can be on site or it can be remote or there's lots of training platforms out there that can do even twenty to thirty minute sessions um, on a software platform and they you know you can pick which. Um, which topics you're going to you're going to look at that month. So some of it might be data protection, GDPR, phishing attacks, what to look out for. But the the, the most important thing is, as I said at the very start, a star, hackers are getting smarter. So when people start getting used to it and they stop clicking on it, they invent new, you know, new creative ideas that tricks people. So you have to you have to keep educating these people on what they are. Otherwise, we don't know what to look out for. And it's even going to things like it's not just phishing. You know, there's things, something called um, social engineering where you know you'll actually have physical people on the phone either phoning or turning up at offices and and things like that actually trying to extract information off of people to be able to get into into their um into their business now that's actually something that we that we do but ethically <laughs> people will pay us um to actually do a social engineering campaign on businesses to see where the vulnerability is and that could be us calling up reception or calling IT, pretending that, you know, uh, our computers just, you know, we're from the IT department. Uh, we believe there's been a problem. We need their password. And it's scary what we can get over the phone. Um, you gosh, know, it's like a sort of mystery shopper. Principle. Exactly that. I mean, we've got um, actually Rob Chaplin. He's one of our, he's a, the head, head of innovation. And he does, it, the things that he does, it is scary. So we've had, you know, uh, we've we, there was a recent campaign actually to to um, fly to uh, Malta, and uh, we were doing a campaign. We had to basically our, our remit is we had to get the crown jewels of that of that 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 business, and it was a very sensitive piece of IP that they had that they thought was was bulletproof. And um, yeah, he was sent over, and it, we even went to the extent of uh, dressing up as a, a postman that was going to deliver a parcel. Um, and we managed to get into the building and access it and walk straight out without getting caught. Um, oh, that's amazing. Good. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's, but we were getting paid to do that ethically, right? Yes, and of rather, course. You know, they would rather us go, by the way, we've gotten and done it. And they go, right, what do we need to do to bolt all of this down? And we were able to advise that rather than someone going, I'm going to go and get that. They've got it and they've just, they've leaked it or then held them to ransom over millions and millions of pounds. So, you know, it's it's that, it's that's it's 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 scary what what sort of tactics people go to beyond just the simple measures, well, but ransomware phishing. That's the, the common ones, but they can go much, much further than that. Well, you really opened my eyes there, Nicola. That's for sure. So so with You'll that be paranoid, said, You'll be paranoid when your postman turns up today. <laughs> oh, I'll be deep, I'll be looking for his ID. Absolutely. <laughs> well, we did have that as well. We, we we made it up and still got through. So yeah, it's uh, oh, yeah. just uh, show uh, you. You are listening to IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast. 
Subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to be notified as soon as a new episode becomes available. And follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram at IFA Magazine. So without, uh, without scaring us too much further then, I wonder if you could talk to some of the consequences of business failing to take that cyber threat seriously enough. Yeah, I think, um, you know, we're speaking about, you know, we've spoke about, so I think I've, I've probably covered some of that and my previous question, you put your previous question with, you know, um, the, the kind of reputational damage, you know, I think that's, that's, that's a massive one is, you know, no, you know, if, as a business owner, you've put everything you've got into setting that business up, you know, not just financially, but your heart and soul. And the last thing you want that to happen is, you know, it's for something to, you know, information to be leaked and that damages everything you've worked for you know you've also got to think as well these companies are holding you know sensitive category data now my my background before i joined phalanx i founded a data protection company it's a software company that um i i sold and it was all around that and it was an absolute eye-opener you know understanding actually it's not just you know, the business. It's about the individuals and their data and their financial data and things like that. And, you know, under the Data Protection Act, again, it's not just the, you know, the, the ransomware or people stealing that and trying to leak it on the dark web. You know, there is penalties um, that, that, that are applied to businesses because they need to protect customers' data. So, you know, there's there's that element as well that if there is a, if there has been a, a breach, um, you know, the, the ICO does need to be notified within 72 hours, and, um, you know, unless you can remediate it and sort it. Um, and if it is a significant breach, there is penalties that are associated with that, not only to the ICO, but if it affects an individual, they can also personally claim against you as well. So if, for example, I was a client and they had all my information on my payroll and personal information and that was leaked, I could actually put in a personal claim um, you know, for, for damages against me. So it goes much wider than just, oh, I might not get a new client in the future or they might cancel. Mm -hmm. Um, or I need to pay this ransomware fine, you're then going to have the ICO on your back and potentially your clients looking for some kind of compensation. So um, I would say that's that's probably, yeah, yeah. It's, it's quite good in that, in that industry. Um, uh, the, again, you, as mentioned before, the share price, um, you know, we probably, I haven't, I haven't looked, but you look at some of these, um, every single company's just had a cyber attack, something's happened, their share price will fall. So, you know, especially in investment, that's really important. Um, yes. But I think as well, as well, not just potential clients, um, if data does get leaked, um, it's that the data of the employees um, as yes. well. So, um, you know, you have a duty of care um, in any business to, to look after, to look after that personal data. So, um, yeah, I think everyone yeah um, it, you know the, the consequences of not taking this seriously um is quite significant yeah and i think particularly for our listeners today who will be financial advisors yeah uh, much of their business is based on trust with yes. their clients who trust them to, to have the right systems and processes in place to be able to make sure that their affairs are looked after properly and uh, so absolutely. any threat like this will reflect very very badly on yeah on them and their relationships I'm sure with those clients so it's even more important that they start to take action now and and, and get on the front foot isn't it so so let's move on to that front foot now then 
And let's start talking about some solutions. What can we do about it? Are there, are there things that can be done? If so, what are they? Yeah. Okay. So there's lots of things that can be done. And again, it depends on, I suppose, a company's appetite to risk as well. And this is the last thing we don't want to try and scare everybody. But and there's lots of different levels that the, the businesses can apply. And of course, that you know, the, there's budget implications that comes with that as well. You know, it depends what what they can do. But as a starting point, and there's lots of things that pe people can do that doesn't need to cost you know thousands of thousands of pounds, right? So even simple measures um, like protecting your um, data with um, strong passwords, you know, multi-factor authentication, um, keeping software up to date um, is, is, is all things. It's fairly straightforward. And, you know, protecting your data with strong passwords and things like that, that doesn't cost any money. That is just, you know, that, that is something a business should be doing. But you know what? We still see, you know, ridiculous stuff like passwords one, two, three. <laughs> and it's just, you know, it's, is it, it, we, we you know it's it we we can't you can't be doing that because it's so easy and you know the amount of data that you, you it's being taken and sold in the dark web and you usually find if someone's using one password they'll be using it for a lot then they can access it just goes deeper and deeper and deeper so simple things like that and you know just being diligent and just having an overview of where your security posture in your business is they're easy things that a business can 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 um easily put in place like now with 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 very little uh, cost or time. So that's that's pretty easy. And um, also um, other things that people should start looking at um, is we do something called, uh, not just us, but you know, there's available, um, it's called ethical hacking. So it's a, something called a pen test. Um, and basically mm -hmm. it's, a, yeah, it's, it's a simulated attack um, by what's called an ethical hacker. Oh, uh, so we would call it, it's called a white hat, right? So it's, and then you've got your, your black hat hackers who, who are the, who are the baddies, right? So, yeah. um, <laughs> so basically these white hats, and again, they're, 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 there's, there's thousands of firms um, uh, that, that do it. Um, they will basically um, simulate an attack. So if someone says, right, well, I want a hacker's eye view of my business. Um, you know, we want to see, we want we want to see if someone was going to actually do it. Where could they get in? So what we do is we've got a team of hackers. So we will we will we will hack them. So we will hack them and we will try and get into their network, whether it's externally or whether it's through one of their websites or anything like that. We'll find out where where is the vital information and actually get you know. And this and this again, it's not hugely costly. Some small small tests are only a couple of days, and then we you know you you have a report to the business of actually if you were going to get attacked tomorrow someone was going to try and try and do that to ransomware or extract in your data these are the points that they could get in these are the holes in your network and actually you need to speak to your IT department and you know they can close them down to stop that happening so again it's like what I spoke about you know with the turning up and trying to get into a building this is a much lighter touch that can be done remotely um, and actually highlights to um, customers where their vulnerabilities are now before a real hack or does and does some damage so that's something called a pen test so um that's definitely something that that companies should do and they, again this is not a, a, an ongoing thing it's something they could do once a year um and then there's other kind of bits of software that we've got called vulnerability scanning and things like that that they can do monthly that will that will flag um again vulnerabilities and things that they need to do um we would also say um 
regular backups again um make sure that again it's just again it's like a simple measure like with, with strong passwords but people forget to do it or when they go and check and they find out you know someone's only checking their backups for a reason right something's gone wrong by that stage that you know the horse is bolted but if they, if they have regular backups in place that will help uh recover from an attack um to help restore missing data so again that can be put in place and um that that doesn't have to be um it, you know it doesn't have to have a huge budget commitment for that um there is something called um mdr manage detect and respond that is probably the best form of cover um and it's it's actually provided through something called a soccer security operating center um and basically um we have what we have one at phalanx as well that that's where a business is monitored 24 7 uh, 365 days a week and you know we can identify the threats in real time and isolate it before it actually happens so that's an ongoing monitoring but that's going to that's probably the, the highest level of cover that we do so you can go it's almost like you know crawl walk run you know start with the basics and then start getting a bit more um um uh, smarter with you know, uh, protecting endpoints and things like that that we can do with softwares that protects all your devices and your laptops predominantly against ransomware going to full um, monitoring where the whole business is monitored 24 7 24 7 eyes on glass basically um uh, that can flag anything immediately to stop it happening so that's a few things that 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 we can that, that businesses can implement to make sure their security posture is as secure as they can be. Oh, it's really excellent. And lovely, as you say, to have those, that full range of different things yeah. that people do, depending on their budgets and their yes. how far they want to go. I think that's yeah. fantastic. Thank you. But you know, with financial services firms, particularly where they will have quite detailed disaster recovery procedures in place. Yeah. If there's a fire or the burst water main or the computer system breaks down, and, and I'm guessing that this is one of the biggest risks to, the, to a disaster happening, which is probably something that is, is not um, planned for or in the ways that you described there with those pen tests, which sound fascinating. Mm. So hopefully people will take on board what you've, what you've explained today and try and, and think about what they do and how they do it and take yeah. that seriously. I so think before so. we oh sorry, sorry. Okay. I was gonna just say, yeah, I mean it's a good point. You know, this is and I, I keep going back to you know, it's not about the size of the business, it's about the size of the risk, you know, and it doesn't matter where you if you're on your own as an IFA, right through to you know, running a huge investment company, the risks to you are still the same, right? And and I just think it's important to say, you know, there's 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 things that you can put in place. There's things out there, solutions out there to protect you, of no matter what size, and you know, and it can fit all budgets. But doing something and putting something in place um, is just important to doing nothing and kind of fingers crossed and hope you don't get hit. Because I think it is for any business, it's only a matter of time. Um, it's not if, it's kind of when. That's, that message is coming across loud and clear. Um, so Nicola, before we wrap up today, I, my last question is one that we ask all our podcast guests, actually, yes. and I'd be interested to get your response to this. And it's that if you had the power to change just one thing, and it can only be one thing, in the world of financial services, mm. what would that be? Well, obviously, I, um, I've got my cybersecurity hat on, clearly. Mm -hmm. it, and good. I think and I think I think from our point of view, what we're seeing as a business 
is this not being taken seriously at board level? I think that that that, that mindset is changing. It's all it was always kind of oh well that's so and so in IT that will deal with that. It goes far it goes much further than that now because it's not just oh there's this it affects the whole business just like we've discussed and I would like to see um, and you know I, I'd read a I read an article actually by, by Gartner last week. It says, what keeps a CEO awake at night? And I was stunned to see that cyber, cyber risks weren't, weren't on that, you know? And it should be, because yeah. at board level, I think this needs to be a topic of where, you know, even a review is, is having that body of evidence. Are we doing everything we can to make sure that we're protecting our business, protecting our clients, protecting our employees? And as you know, from our point of view, having, having something at board level, um, that basically uh, addresses that security posture, sees if there's any risks, and actually puts it at the forefront of this should be, you know, business as usual. This this should be a topic that is is discussed every single every single board meeting and trickles through the entire business. Um, I would like I would like to see more businesses, um, and especially in this sector as well, given how sensitive it is actually really really putting measures in place to take this seriously and protect themselves and protect their customers i think that's very very good advice so my little call out would be to any of our listeners today who are company directors so for your next board meeting make sure you put this on the agenda i think it's something that will will pay dividends in years to come from our conversation today nicola and Thank you, Nicola, so much. That, that, that time has just flown by with you today. Yes, it's scary, but it's clear from what you've said today that we're facing such a massive threat to security and to business continuity and generally to trusts and reputations. And financial services businesses are no exception. And uh, you've, you've made it, you've really reminded us today that the sooner we start recognizing it and doing something about it, then the better. So thank you for that. No problem, my pleasure. IFA Talk is for investment professionals only. All material has been carefully checked for accuracy, but no responsibility can be accepted for inaccuracies. Whatever appropriate, independent research, and whatever necessary, legal advice, should be sought before acting on any information contained in this podcast. And value of investments and income from them can go down as well as up. You may not get back the amount you originally invested.